All right, let's talk about The Mandalorian. Chapter 5, Episode 5, The Gunslinger. We are uh, officially over the halfway point now of this show. That's crazy. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. I hate thinking about that so much. Um, So this one starts off weird in the middle of like a uh, space battle. <laughs> between, like he's being chased yeah. by a uh, bounty hunter in space. And um, in media res. What's that? In media res. It's the coming in in the middle of a story thing that yeah. the new hope does. Right. So yeah, he's being chased by a bounty hunter because of course he is since he has uh baby Yoda. Uh, yeah. I, I guess the takeaway here is the bounty hunter says something about, uh, I can bring you in hot or I can bring you in cold. So that's the moment where the Mandalorian does a thing to change the battle in his favor and to win. And he says, that's my line and then takes off. And that's where the title card starts. So I was just like, Oh God. <laughs> All right then. Um, I mean the opening honestly was, uh, just to like give a reason why he had to land at the closest planet because his ship was running out of gas after taking some damage in the dog fight. And it just so happens that he decides to land in tattooing, which is like, all right, here's where the fan service comes in. And yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like also chooses to land in Moss Eisley's <laughs> like specifically. Yeah. Mo, yeah. uh, Moss Eisley's uh, the spaceport or whatever on tattooing. Yeah. Um, so of course the cantina is shown, uh, it's kind of neat seeing pit droids again when he lands, uh, just being annoying little shits like they are. Um, yeah, being bad CGI, you know, classic. (laughs) Yeah. So the premise is, is that he has to land and, uh, he lands and he meets up with somebody who's, uh, I can't remember her name now. I'm trying to actually look it up as I talk here. Uh, Peli, Peli Moto, by, played by Amy Sedaris. Um, and she's a mechanic or whatever, so she's going to fix his ship, but he needs to get paid. Like, he needs money to pay her or whatever. So yeah. she kind of sends him in to, like, find a job or whatever. So he goes to the cantina. Uh, and, it, yeah, it is that cantina, <laughs> which is weird. Uh-huh. Uh, completely like yeah. run down and shitty now uh, with like very few patrons in it. Not lively at all. Um, yeah, it's, it's first easy, of all, it's easier it's, on the budget, <laughs> easier on the budget. Yeah. It's really cool though. Like it's really cool seeing that place again. I don't know why. And like just in the state, it's, it kind of reminds me of like, there's places, um, where I grew up in the small town I grew up in. And I've revisited them sometimes. And, like, I remember being a kid and hanging out, like, in some of these places with friends. And, like, there would be people around and stuff. But now they're dead. Like, because nobody goes there anymore. And it's just, like, it's still that building. But, like, the feeling is gone. And they, like, recreate that perfectly by just having that, um, that fucking, I guess they refer to him as Tin Can. But that robot that is in Jabba's mm-hmm. palace that is uh 
I guess the intake droid for uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 to like find them jobs for what they're going to be doing under Jabba's reign. Uh, <laughs> that guy with the long head. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So anyways, the reason he's there to like look for a job or whatever, he finds a solo uh random person just in the corner sitting there um who offers him a bounty hunter kind of who offers him a job to help him bring in who he doesn't even know is like a world renowned assassin for the huts essentially <laughs> like very yeah. dangerous person um and he, the reason he doesn't know is because he's not part of the Bounty Hunters Guild, and he's just kind of a young pup. He's a rookie trying to get in and make a name for himself, so he's, like, took one of the hardest jobs apparently out there, or, like, found the puck, rather, because he wasn't given mm-hmm. a job. And, um... Yeah, it's clearly someone who just has the money to do this just because he wants to. Yeah. And, like uh... He offers him all the money. He offers the Mandalorian yeah. all the money for the bringing it in because he just wants the renown essentially for it. Yeah, uh, he wants to get into that club. Exactly, and that's pretty much the whole premise of the episode: is the this un the rookie teaming up with the seasoned veteran to take down a super deadly assassin. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. So his name is Toro Calican, and I fucking hated him from like the second he was on screen. He, I don't know what it is, but like where Han Solo has that charisma where you know that he's like kind of a shitty, shifty person, but like you still want to talk to him. This guy has like the opposite where like, fuck that guy. That guy's such a douche. You can tell right away. And like he yeah. plays it up the whole time. He is so douchey. It's amazing. Um, he reminded me of like James Franco. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A little yeah. bit like James Franco, for sure. Less stoned, but... Yeah. I guess like it's also worth saying he's sitting at the seat where um, Han shot Greedo as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because this, this episode is so much fan service, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely crazy. There's There's a lot of it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's looking the uh, woman he's looking for. The assassin is named Fennec Shand, and uh, the last yeah. that his uh, little beeper told him where she was of the tracking devices on the other side of this uh, giant desert area in Tatooine. I can't remember what it was mm-hmm. called, um, but it's like on the other side of a, just a giant open area of nothing but sand dunes, essentially. Um, yeah. So yeah, they go out looking for her. Find just, yeah. Hmm? You skipped over the part where Baby Yoda gets left behind in the ship, but then opens the door himself and walks out. Oh yeah, Baby Yoda <laughs> walks out and down the little ramp, and then gets picked up by. Um. Oh my God, I keep forgetting her name because she's she's a little important in this episode, but like she says her name like twice, maybe total. Pelly. Yeah. Pelly. Yeah. And she's like, ha, ah, I can take care of you and then ask for more money for yeah. taking care of you. 
but it's obvious that like this is all filler time that they're using that for but more Uh importantly because they know baby yoda doesn't keep a dry face in the crowd he's gotta he's gotta get into shenanigans yeah by walking out into the world on his own and it's so cute seconds it's so cute seeing him walk down the giant walkway there as well yes so Uh good uh there's really nothing else to say in that part (laughs) i guess like it just establishes that pelly knows that there's a kid and maybe knows that like he's a bounty hunter at this point i'm sure she does because she fucking works in moss eisley um we're also all are uh, or were mando should really stop leaving that kid alone because he's just gonna wander off on his own (laughs) yeah totally not be caged exactly totally and she kind of says that later on so maybe character development is happening and we just didn't know it um maybe so yeah the mandalorian is not excited about going after a um hardened killer (laughs) assassin with a a, what are they called greenhorn a rookie or whatever but he agrees to it because he needs to get paid um and I guess what else are you going to do while well, you're waiting for your ship to get done? You got to have some sort of storyline going on. Uh, so, yeah, they head out into the sand dunes and find. Well, I guess, first of all, find some Tuscan Raiders, which that is kinda, like my favorite part of the episode. When that, like kind of jump them. <laughs> yeah, well, where they're like, he's looking through the goggles. He's like, oh, Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. And it's like, why they're, don't you ask them? They're right there. They're right beside them. And then <laughs> that, there's this weird part, little charades so for like him talking to them in their language yeah, with like, his hands. He uses sign he uses sign language to talk to them. Yeah. Um I I guess that makes sense because the it's weird because it seems like one of those things that they put in there because first of all, fan service, but also because they know that there'll be that one guy in the crowd just being like, well, actually they wouldn't be like, have a very easy time getting through because of all the sand raiders around. And eh, it's mm-hmm. like, well, they just explained that away by, they made a deal for free passage yeah. basically. And it's whatever. It's fine. Also, we get to see the Mandalorian do some weird hand gestures and shit. And then the Tuscan yeah. Raiders just kind of like- look at him deals and like that small economy stuff that's like part of the show that's one of the things the show does like yeah if if people are interacting there's there there are transactions right happening exactly so yeah they uh they get the passage and head out and then when they get to about the outskirts of where the area that she was in it's something c it's bugging me a little bit i can't remember what it is but it's something C that she's uh, kind of chilling out in. Um, They find a body being dragged by a, what are they called? Dewback, which is basically just those. If you like had seen the movies, they like CGI them in, in some parts and whatnot of like stormtroopers beside them or like being written by random dudes and, yeah, they're that weird lizard thing <laughs> to like explain they're what they're like. Are. 
four-legged blargs from the first episode. They're like yeah. not that dissimilar from those things. Right. Honestly. Pretty similar they're for big. sure. They're like Kodos. They're like Kodos. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um a big beast that you like would ride in the sand is all they are. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it, the Mandalorian gets off the speeder bike and goes to take a look at what the body is and it turns out to be another like mercenary another bounty hunter that obviously was probably going after fennec and was shot um because he's dead and it's like at that moment that he realizes that she's chose this area because she has the high ground and has a sniper rifle essentially and Uh like takes cover before actually no i think he gets pinged right but it he hits does. his armor. Yeah, he gets shot yeah. right in the chest. <laughs> or in the back. It's one of the two. But yeah, he gets pinged. Um, yeah, I think I think this time is he gets shot in the back and he gets shot in the chest. Later. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so the plan becomes we're going to wait till night and then attack her when it's a little easier to like get by the darkness or whatever even though she has a thermal scope, which he knows. And the whole plan is we're just going to charge at her as fast as we can and try to blind her with flares is essentially the idea. And uh, uh-huh. for the most part, it works, but it kind of doesn't also because she shoots out his speeder bike and shoots him in the chest. But luckily he has his Beskar armor to take the hit and yeah. is totally fine while the rookie is able to go up behind her and, distract her long enough so that he's able to get her in cuffs. That's basically, yeah. that's the whole thing. Um, I guess. Okay. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in this for me. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I guess to finish off just the recap part, um, his speeder bike is gone. So he goes to go get that creature. We were talking about the do back. And in that yeah. time, the uh assassin fennec is hanging out with the rookie and basically is trying to like get into his head and talk his ear off about how if she he really wanted to be famous or whatever he should bring in the mandalorian because a mandalorian is the one that they've been talking about that like shot up the guild and is a traitor or whatever and he would be legendary and blah 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 to which he yeah. agrees and then offs her essentially in the sand or just shoots yeah. her. We don't know that she's dead. It's like the one smart thing he does is like, if I let you go, you're just going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. And it's totally true. He, she would have. Yeah. And then yeah. he knows where the Mandalorian's ship is. So he goes to like basically hold baby Yoda and Peli hostage. And luckily he's a shitty idiot and gets his own yes. he gets his comeuppance yeah. because the mandalorian the is way mandalorian, better he just flares him and then like sidesteps and shoots him and shoots him in the face basically <laughs> or in the chest yeah. because they can't show that but yeah yeah it's like no problem at all to take care of the situation <laughs> no he's he's not actually a threat it's, at all yeah yeah um and then we get an idiot I guess the big thing is we get a final scene like right at the end of uh, showing her body on Tatooine like crumpled up on the ground or whatever where she was shot and then of like 
footstep, basically. Like, somebody comes up on her body, and then it cuts off, and that's kind of where it ends oh, off. Like a yeah. cliffhanger. Um, yeah. The only other, it, like, the minor detail, but he does get to pay Pelly because the rookie was loaded. Yeah. And so he just, like, dumps this sack of different monies into her hands. It's like, is that enough? From his corpse, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and I guess she gets the pit droids to just, like, throw his body in a canyon or something. She's just like, I don't yeah. know, I'm just, like, get oh, rid yeah. of the body. <laughs> oh, another, just a little moment I enjoyed was when Mando's inspecting the other bounty hunter, the corpse that is left out there as a trap. Like, the rookie's, like, yelling at him, slow, don't take all the loot for yourself. I yeah. want some, too. I want that blaster. Like, he's just like... <laughs> Just like he needs to get gear, dude. It's still, <laughs> it's still just an RPG at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was worried because I was like, what's that going to do to his new armor? You know? Yeah, I know. Ugh, I can't even imagine how much money he spent on that armor just to get it shot. Damn. It's like got that scorch mark on it now. Which is like kind of cool, but it would have been cooler if it was cleaned. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, well. Um, yeah, I... So, I know I said this last time. I feel bad saying it again. I think this was the weakest episode thus far. <laughs> yeah, it didn't have uh, Gina Carano in it, so it was worse. It, it was definitely worse. Um, But it just felt like... It set up a bunch of characters that could be interesting, kind of offed them, maybe. And then, like, it doesn't really seem to matter. And it didn't give any of them time either. Like, I really think it might be possible Fennec isn't dead or she, like, gets, like, brought back to life or something. There's something going on, basically. Uh, and people have apparently speculated that that's... Uh, What's his name? Giancarlo's character or whatever that's coming up in the season that she people are speculating that she was meeting up with the guy that like comes up on her body at the end who apparently is an imperial person of some sort. I haven't really read into it because I kind of want to just watch it. But like yeah, that's yeah. apparently like no, no, the no, idea. I, there was a like the dude who's playing the main villain was in promotional material and he wears a cape. That's like that guy. Tell. Yeah. Who plays Gus from uh, breaking bad. Yeah. 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 So people are speculating that that's him. And that seems to make sense to me. People were also speculating that like it was Luke Skywalker and stuff. And that seemed weird to me. <laughs> so like, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I think it's much more likely that it's like this main baddie that they haven't shown yet. Yeah. It's probably him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and that was probably her contact that she was going to yeah. meet up with that he, she would have paid the dude a bunch of money. Maybe yeah. she probably would have killed him, frankly, but, yeah. mm. uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like again, th yeah, this episode, it's like, this would be fine if this were just a show that we're just going to be on for a, like, we were getting 26 episodes or something. And this was just this week's or whatever. Yeah, this was just a show that I was just gonna live with. But there were only eight episodes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they they put more pressure on these episodes by doing so few of them. I think. 
I think so too. I think that's showing through here specifically. Um, yeah. I don't know what I would have done differently. I probably wouldn't have cared so much about like some of the obvious fan service, like establishing shots and stuff like that. But uh, it's kind of nice, I suppose. Like it's fine. I kind of enjoyed it, uh, especially yeah. when like at the very beginning, how he's about to land or whatever. And they're like, this is Ma, uh, Ma's Eisley. You're clear for landing or blah, blah, blah. It's just like, holy shit. We're here. All yeah. right, then. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think more screen time for every character here would have gone a long way, especially Fennec, the assassin. I thought she seemed like she would be really cool. Uh, but yeah, she felt a little wasted. She felt wasted for sure. Honestly, even shitty Han Solo, the shitty bounty hunter rookie, um, he seemed a little wasted, even though he was kind of a douche. Like everything here felt like it was a little wasted to me. And, uh, that's kind of a bummer because it seems like it could have been really cool, like a really cool hour long thing again. Like, I don't know where I felt satisfied by the little we got of some of the characters in the last episode. I felt completely unsatisfied with what we got from these characters that they introduced here, I think is the problem. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It just seemed weird to introduce a bunch of cool sounding characters only to have them iced like literally 10 minutes later, but whatever, what can you do when your runtime is half an hour? I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. I was mostly just from the start. I was disappointed. I, cause I just thought Cara Dune was going to be part of the show going forward. I thought that just, too. Yeah. It just wasn't there. So that was an immediate disappointment. Yeah. For me. Yep. Yeah. I totally agree. And I don't think there's a whole lot for me to really talk about more. I, it's just kind of too bad that, it seems like going forward after episode three, it's been like, this is the weakest so far every week. Like, this is a bad trend because in theory, it's going to get weaker and weaker if it continues. But um, yeah, I mean, at some point it's going to build into something instead of just like we get a taste of that at the end of this episode of it. Like it's, it's yeah. something is else is going to happen, but. Yeah, and that's what maybe worries me because it's like something else is going to happen, but they're going to give it 20 minutes. So like... Or like <laughs> the last two episodes, probably. I hope so. I definitely hope so. And people are speculating that it's going to tie in to the new movie, which would make sense because the one episode is airing the day before uh, episode nine comes out. Yeah. So... Like, maybe this baddie or whatever that we're getting is in the new movie or whatever. I have no idea. I feel like any tie-in is going to be pretty small. Pretty thin? Maybe. It is an official Disney thing, meaning it is canon, though. Like, it's completely in that realm. I don't know. It's I honestly couldn't... I can't even speculate. I have no idea. Um, Yeah. Like, unless fucking Baby Yoda is going to show up in that movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they would tie in. Or, like, somewhat uh, older Yoda like, or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know either. Teen Yoda. At this point, 
I have to ask, do you think they kill the Mandalorian by the end? Uh, like, do you think he dies in like probably a sacrificial way, if nothing else, where he like sacrifices himself? Because they have talked about the like f- the what are they called the lost or the younglings or the foundlings or whatever what that yeah. he was and like the importance of like saving the children or whatever essentially like they've kind of mm-hmm. done that whole thing and I could see him stand like throwing himself in a front of a bullet or something for Baby Yoda's escape or something. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see that being the end for this character. I don't know if we'll get that at the end of this season, though, or whatever. But mm-hmm. that feels like like this character. This character is going to die in battle. Like he's gonna. That's yeah. His end. That's how he's gonna go. Yeah, and like Baby Yoda. By the time the like Finn and Ray and all them, like he's only gonna be. He's still gonna be a child. If that, like, he's still probably a baby by the time yeah. that ha- stuff happens. Because if he's 50 years old and he's still a baby, like, another, yeah. like, 20 or something is going to not do that much, honestly. Yeah. A young toddler, maybe. Young toddler. Best. Like, maybe he starts talking or something. Oh, my God. Can you? I don't want to know what Baby Yoda's first words That's are. That's the problem. The problem is as soon as you start aging him up. He gets yeah. worse because <laughs> totally once you go from baby to toddler to child to teen, it's all downhill. Oh God. Teen Yoda marketability. Yeah. This summer on I the mean, CW. They did, they did it with Groot. Got they did it with Groot. Groot. Teen Groot sucked too. Man. It's like one of those things that like, unless you, Things that are really old and wise are dope, and things that are just like young and naive maybe are kind of dope. Yeah, the middle mm-hmm. sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. Yoda is good. That's why Baby Yoda is good, and why Teen Yoda on the CW this spring is going to be terrible. <laughs> but it would be hilarious. It's just young Sheldon, but it's Yoda instead. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so <laughs> fucking much. <laughs> yeah, I I feel a little bad. I have nothing else to add about this episode. That's why it was just kind of more of a recap than it was like any opinions. Because <laughs> it's like my opinion yeah. is is that this is eh to me. It was fine. You know, I I was entertained, but. I don't it's think I would rewatch it though. Some of these I would have rewatched. I would rewatch for sure. This one would yeah. be a drag a second time through. Mm-hmm. Because you know nothing's gonna happen. Basically. I think that's why for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like making that that turn of turning. Uh, Like of him killing the assassin and turning him being the bad for the was a bad choice, I think, because like he sucked. <laughs> he was like making the rookie the bad guy. It's like, yep, he gets shot. That not that hard. 
He's just an idiot. Especially because, like, I think if I were, like, I'm going to go back to how I maybe would have done it if you wanted to do this sort of idea again, is that this episode ends with, like, maybe her killing him, like, after treating him, and then her trying to do it, right, to bring in the Mandalorian. Next episode is her hunting him or something like that. Or even just her getting away so that, like, then now you have a connection with this character that can be paid off in some future episode in some way or whatever. She seemed like a cool character and she got fucking iced by a dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Such a, such a, such yeah. a dumb way. Like, the thing is, is yeah. that I kind of like the, like, unceremonious murders sometimes. Uh-huh. But like when it's a character that I wanted to more than five minutes with, that sucks. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I hope the next one's better. I think it will be. I feel like this might just be the particular down episode. Cause again, like last episode I've said this is the weakest one so far. And that's only because episodes one to three were like very strong for me. Yeah. Because I still liked last episode. This one felt uncharacteristically, like, bad for me. I I don't know. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm hopeful (laughs) because it's one of those things where they, it couldn't, it can't get much worse. And even the stuff, like, they did some cool stuff. This land speeder, like going across a sand really fast while they're getting shot at, I thought looked pretty cool. That was a neat part. The like dog yeah. fighting at the very beginning in space was neat. The fan service stuff, like for fans, is like fucking dope just for that reason alone. But otherwise, I get like, yeah, I don't know. I I'm just yeah. Mostly of, the, the fan service stuff was kind of whatever to me. It's like yeah, yeah. We're in this place. These things should show up. That makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, because they exist. Like, why wouldn't you? I like, I like the Tuscan Raider scene. That was funny. The Tuscan Raider scene was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Just because, like, you don't get characters who are like, no, I'll just talk to a Tuscan Raider. It's fine. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they're just they're just other people you can talk to instead of like, I murdered all of them and their children. Like, <laughs> like, like animals. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get it from them in the prequels. Yeah. And it's kind of a nice, it's a neat contrast when like Luke is looking through the binoculars and getting smoked in the head or mm-hmm. like in the, in the movies. Yeah. This is kind of like, see, they snuck up on him, but the Mandalorian <laughs> is talking with him. Like, it's no big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Just give them something nice and yeah, you know, give them, pay them their tribute and uh, they'll let you through. It's fine. Yeah. Agreed. All right. I have nothing else to add. Do you have anything, any final thoughts about this episode? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's about right. Once hope the next one's better. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> I, I have faith. I have faith in the force. They haven't really used the force a lot, which is kind of neat to me because like the force 
seems like it would be a crutch. You have Baby Yoda, who's obviously strong in it already, but like, mm-hmm. I'm glad they haven't used that as a crutch. You know? Yeah. Well, oh, so another thing to note about this episode is this is the first one that wasn't written by John Favreau. Oh. It was written by Dave Filoni, who also directed. Oh, okay. <laughs> by Dave Coulier. Um, <laughs> He's the one who wrote this episode. And the next episode also isn't written by Favreau, but then seven and eight are. So I think seven and eight will be like the the conclusion of the the story. Yeah, they'll, I think seven and be, eight are going to be good. And then the next week will be another the last episodic one, probably. Yeah. Okay, I guess I have to ask one more question to you. Also, next <laughs> next episode is written by Christopher Yost, who wrote the written for like the Thor movies, but also has written a lot of comic books. I really like. Okay. So it could be good. Yeah. So last question, do you buy a baby Yoda toy? Mm, I don't. don't Apparently it's on Amazon and it's a bestseller (laughs) currently. So I'm going to quickly look this up because I'm curious for myself. It's a baby. I want to see what it looks like. How 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 much did they butcher his image? Okay, it is an eleven inch small Yoda like soft figure from the Mandalorian by Disney. It's official. Twenty five dollars. Um. It. So here's the thing. If you saw this on my back shelf, you would be like, "Hey, that's kind of neat." Seeing it like zoomed in up close, this thing is looks like a toy, <laughs> like one hundred percent. Yeah, no, no interest. These eyes look kind of dead, but they're staring at you. <laughs> so, you know, this it's item, part of the thing with it's ba- not even out ba- yet. Ba- <laughs> yeah, it's like how cat-like and. Like the little movements, yeah. That he has. I don't. I feel like a a toy or plush is not gonna do it for me. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's just like I having a cat is neat. <laughs> it's like how I feel about if you should get baby Yoda merchandise. Baby Yoda, yeah. You should probably just get a cat. <laughs> so this is for pre-order. The items released on May twenty fifth, twenty twenty. <laughs> Long after people probably forget Baby Yoda exists. Yeah. Amazing. Well, because apparently it's one of the reasons they didn't make like prep any Baby Yoda merch is because they didn't want to they wanted it to be a surprise. They didn't want to spoil it. So the pipeline yeah. is all backed up, which yeah. I respect. Yeah, me too. Because that was a pretty cool reveal. Until the whole yeah. internet wouldn't stop talking about it. So if you didn't watch the oh, Mandalorian, you were fucked. I, yeah, I'm glad I watched that episode beforehand. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back next week and we'll talk more Mandalorian. Yeah. See ya.